Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jelaine. And today we're talking about resting, sleeping. Uh, yes. Restoring your health. What did you call it, Saul? What did you want to call the episode? The long and the shorts of it. No, that's not what you wanted to call it. <laughs> uh, how we need to get rid of it. How I hate it. Don't like it. I don't understand it. That part of it. I think we were just going to call it long and short rests. Long and short rests. Why do they exist? Do we really need them? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So I understood. Well, okay. Uh, oh, let's go back to the beginning of long and short rest. I was trying to remember when they became, when it became part of the D&D. A thing. Yeah, a thing. Yes. And because I didn't, we never played fourth edition, it be, that's where it kind of came from. That was the first iteration of the long and the short rests. Well, that's not true because if you you used to be able to restore hit points one a day. But that's not a rest, right? That was that well. Was, you, you technically, you would think you were resting, right? And that and that's old, right? That's when I was talking to Jolene about this. I said that's what I remember from AD and D when I was playing AD and D. We we would get you would get one hit point back per day, and they call it. That's just the, the, how you healed, and I thought it was, I thought it was interesting, you know, because like you get hurt, right? You get these scratches or cuts and whatever, supposedly HP represented, HP loss represented, and it would take time for recovery, right? Which makes sense. Makes sense. And I think that was ingrained in my head, and there was that kind of gameplay where, where we just went adventuring, encountered sometimes things, and then. There was a lot of just walking around, asking questions, just seeing what was going on in the area, right? And then we'd get like a quest, an adventure, whatever you want to call it. And we go figure out what the monster was, kill it if we had to, or what the situation was. So in that kind of a game, one hit point per day seems normal. And it really makes clerics super valuable, right? And back then, you had only a certain number of spell slots, and you could only throw those spells so many times per day. And it took you a day to recover that stuff, or a full night's sleep to be able to recover your spells and stuff. And uh, and that's the way it was, even though I don't remember really looking at the rules to see exactly what it said about staying in... in, in uh, in bed or or what it what it meant by, a by long, resting by resting by resting and not being and not adventuring. Well, it's totally different in fifth edition. Right. That I watched a couple of YouTube videos Uh-oh. that literally showed me the page. I forget which page it was. Yeah, me but too. the adventuring day and right. long and short rests. Right, which which is weird because I guess I never really read through the whole. Was that in the player's handbook? Is that in the player's? Handbook? It has to be right. It must have been. Has to be, and I never, I did not read the you fifth must have edition. Just skipped right over it because you know what an adventuring day was like. Yes, that's what I was meaning to say is that I knew what it said and what it was about, so I understood. Okay, a long rest, you get this. If you do a long rest, or, or a short rest, is this, and I didn't get the implications of what that meant to the game to the play style that was happening. So, and I didn't read the idea of the adventuring day, right? There's a there's a, a quote there in the 
Player's Handbook. I don't know what page, but it, it's it's at one point it states that in an adventure during an adventuring day you will come across uh, you will a adventuring party will have four to six encounters per day. Which is a lot of encounters. which is a lot of freaking encounters, people. Uh, I I didn't get that memo because I didn't read the whole book, I guess. And I was thinking I ran the game like I always ran it, like AD and D. It just yeah, okay. Well, the rules are different. I just was superimposed that on my idea of what uh, a D and D game was. And when um, the boy said, "Well, is it a long rest or a short rest?" You went, "How long are you going to be resting?" <laughs> and they they didn't they they went with what you said because you made sense. Well, and then and then they they read the rules, right? So they go, "Well, if we do a short rest, we get uh, one hit die, one hit die, blah 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 blah, and you heal so many points. And if it's a long rest, then we heal everything." And I'm like, "Wow, really?" And then I was like, "That's what it says in the book." And sure enough, I looked it up, and that's what it says. If you do a long rest, all your hit points are gone. You get all your spells back. But all your hit points are back. Uh, uh, you said say? gone. I'm sorry, they're back. Yeah, you recover everything, which I thought it was wow. That's that's amazing. One day, where I was thinking, well, these guys are going to be out for a couple of weeks. Well, and it never really affected our party because we had a cleric who would heal us with a spell. Did right? You always have a cleric. Yeah, Steve was always a cleric or something. Hmm. Okay. Well, I believe you. Not only that, we always brought healing mm-hmm. potions with us. So that's the the one thing. That Saul and I were talking about. If you get your arm broken during a battle, it's not really going to heal by itself all the way overnight. Well, D and D doesn't go into those kind of specifics about what kind of damage it is. I know, but to us, when we were playing, if something like that happened, the cleric healed you. And if you were down to one hit point, the cleric healed you. Right, right. And you got all your all your. If you guys ever went that far down, when you guys would get start to panic. I mean, it all depends on stages of what level you are, right? Like yeah. if you're, if you're first level, ten points is well, that's what you got. But when you're eighth level, ten points, you're like, okay, I gotta get healed. The now point, I have 109 hit points. Me, I'm going. How do you have 109 hit points? I have 45. More than that, <laughs> some people. So I failed to realize that that because of that change in the rules meant that the game was supposed to be different. The the gameplay was different and from from AD and D, which was basically what I was running. I was running an AD and D style D and D game with updated rules, which I thought were just hey, the same rules. You know, it's D and D doesn't really matter. Even though I ran, uh, what is it? Three third point, edition. Third edition, but third edition didn't have long rest or short rest. It had one hit per point per day. It had if you uh, totally rest, you get. The second hit point per day and then you also are able to get uh what is it uh like if your constitution bonus or something like that so that was a little bit better than uh ad and d with which with the one hit point per day but still you're still recovering at a really slower rate especially when you're lo- when you're really badly damaged or whatever. which would be a bad thing unless you had healing potions in a or or a or magic cleric. user who could heal right 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 and then that's hence that's why you always needed a cleric in your gaming party, right? Because, or if you're me, you stock up on healing potions because <laughs> you know these people are going to hurt themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so 
I don't remember it being too much of an issue, uh, either through any of my running of those iterations of D and D, the way I ran the game, the way the game was played, or whatever. But well, now other people have issues with this, right? Well, I. But then I realized I was having issues, right? Because when I was running 5th edition and the boys, my son and his friends, knew the rules about long rest and short rest, and I was still in my brain, my lizard brain, I was still thinking one hit point per day, or this is the way I run it because this is the way I've always run it and it's always worked. It was really easy for my players to like mow down my encounters because they were more or less always at full strength that is that is true to a point until you realize that they were healing all of their hit points <laughs> and getting everything back after a long rest and then resting started to become a difficult thing for our party to do because we would start the rest <laughs> and we would be attacked in two hours which is when what I realized after watching a couple of videos and doing some research on this, what new GMs do, right? Or not new. With the people who play 5th edition, and that's the only edition they've played, or 4th edition, or and then 5th edition, they realize that that's written in there. Right. And so they've adjusted their style, which makes it a little more adversarial in a, in a way, right? The GM's going, well, if I give you six encounters, there's no way that you've had a, a long rest. There's no possible way you could have a long rest, especially if you space and out And it those. says you can only have uh, two short rests and a long rest right. in 24 hours yes. or something like that. Yes, exactly. So I think organically, I didn't even think about it. It was subconsciously, yes, not organically. Subconsciously, I thought, oh, I got to keep these guys on their toes. And... For me, I always would, they would have, uh, what is it, uh, they would stop for the evening and they would set up their, their watches and then I would, depending on how I felt sometimes, I wouldn't roll for, I mean, maybe I would, depending on what I, how I was thinking for like, not a random encounter, but like the chance of something happening. Well, not only that, but a lot of times when we were sleeping in the evening or nighttime, we were in between armies of of different things right there's orcs on one side or this on the other side right that kind of idea where you're resting but you may or may not get your full rest because who knows what's going to happen right i mean it all depends on which adventure i was running or what campaign i was running but yeah i would it was unless you guys were in town out in the wilderness you guys were always a, there was always a chance of danger yeah and depending on a lot of it had to depend on how I felt because if I felt that you guys were in a really dangerous area and I was thinking, well, things, these things are happening around your characters, the chances of you guys having an encounter go up, right? right. So I would roll dice sometimes just to, for for me just to... Do the scouts find them? Right, right. or yeah. something along those lines. And I, and I want to leave it up to chance because I didn't want to like just decide that something right. happens so i would re roll dice you didn't want to be adversarial about it right well like, i think so it. i think that well, there's a chance that nobody's that they may not see you there's a chance right and, and as i was mitigated by do would you guys you know i would always ask you, you guys gonna have a a cold camp or you guys gonna have a fire and then depending you guys you guys the players the characters would decide depending on what the 
what the situation was. was. You guys go, oh, yeah, dude, you're going to have it, a fire. Or, no, hell no, we're not going to have a fire. <laughs> There's people following us. We're not having a fire. Which is it, right. Was, the other thing I learned, or and I kind of knew this already, is a lot of it, I think, fifth edition rules, uh, and I could be totally off on this, have something to do with the fact that there are um, RPGs, the ones that they play on the computer, right? Oh, role, yeah, yeah. The, the the fact that that because I always hear Augustine and Alan when they're playing on DDO and stuff. Okay, we're gonna get to the big boss, right? We're getting to the boss. I only have this many hit points. My cleric is healing themselves, and they're not healing me. And we're gonna have to do this with what we have left, which in a D and D game is kind of the way that you ran it, right? You'd not not like the not like the Okay, I don't know because I was you. You know, you're you're going and you're as you're getting to the big bad boss, oh. right? You've you've had to go through these people, and sometimes there's a lot of a lot of a of a certain the the bad guys are attacking you, right? Okay, and you're gonna lose some hit points sooner or later, right? Someone's gonna get a lucky shot, especially if you're. I mean, and I'm talking when you're higher level, right? Because right. it's harder. It's harder for you to get damaged when you're higher level because you have all these extra things you can do, right? But a lot of times, by the time we got to the big bad, there was no chance to rest for long or short, and you don't have time to plan as much because it's right there. Yeah, I think uh, the only time I really did that was when I was running modules, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Storm King's Thunder. That that was, but it's it's set up to run for fifth edition, right? right. So it knows how the game is supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. So when you arrive at the site of, let's say the the a dragon, what are the dragons that's in there? Uh, it has traps and it has minions and it has minions is very important because those are the people who whittle down the the resources of the player characters mm-hmm. and uh, or the characters, and so. When that happens, when you face the the big bad, and I don't really like that term because it seems so. Oh, what is it? It does seem kind of like a like a computer role playing game. The boss, the big boss, yeah. right? And and to me, that's like I kind of cringe, but then that's the way the adventure was written, so I I went with it, and that's the way I that's the way things are anyway. This it's escalating this idea that that. That you are gonna face something big and huge at the end of the campaign, right? There's gonna be this epic battle usually, because that's, that's the way stories go, right? There's, right. There's, there's what do you call it? The, the rising tension. Then there's the climax, and then there's the epilogue, right? And that's a good story. So, so when I'm running like uh, Storm King's Thunder, it was very planned out that way. Things escalated, and then depending on on what was going on with the players they would try to get short rests or long rests and stuff like that and that was a very exciting a, a very exciting adventure for the players also because and and the boys used to I I remember they used to love it because they were the tension was high right because you never knew when you were going to run into giants or dragons and yeah. it didn't matter if you had a long rest or a short rest because they were giants and dragons right yeah it was a pretty epic game and you guys were i don't remember you guys were eighth or ninth or tenth level by that time yeah seventh eighth ninth I yeah upper yeah that's and then that's the, that was the end of the campaign 
And it is a great campaign. I know people uh, people who don't like 5th edition or, or they don't like the modules. I think Storking, and I said it before, Storking Thunder, for me, is one of the best modules I've ever bought. One of the best adventures I've ever bought. I don't, but I don't buy that many. But the few that I bought, I've been pretty lucky, right? Like another one was the Sunless Citadel for third edition, and I think I ran it for either Pathfinder or third edition. I don't remember, but that's the one with the ruby, the ruby uh, apple or something like that. I don't remember. No you were, record. No, you weren't. You weren't playing back then. That's what it was. I was playing with the boys, the big boys, as you call them, and of course I changed it a little bit, but it worked really well. I mean, it, they had a lot of fun. I I expanded the, the game a bit. I changed some of the stuff, but that's probably one of the most, one of the most funnest adventures or uh, it kind of became a campaign that I ran and it was a lot of fun. I just bought that one on a whim. I don't even know how, why I bought it. It's considered one of the better uh, adventure modules out there for third edition. Anyway, so I don't usually buy them. I usually made my own encounters and stuff. So th- that's why when I was running, I don't remember how Pathfinder saw, did the, the HP also recovering. But anyway, when I was running 5th edition, I just organically started realizing that I couldn't just let them, the players just do something and they could have two Especially days. at higher level, right? They could spend two days doing anything they wanted. Yeah. And, and this idea of... This meandering adventuring was was not con- the game style that D and D fifth edition was. At least for Stor- Storm King's Thunder, right? Well, no, for for all fifth edition games, right? I, I I mean, I realized that that you had to keep them on their toes and you had to keep them attacking them, or or they would always be facing everything at full strength. That's a specific rule: the the long and short rests. And Saul doesn't like it. And a lot of people, and if you if you've played older games or different games, there's all kinds of different ways that games handle that, right? Right. So the reason I don't like it is because it didn't match my play style, and slowly I changed the way I ran the game to fit that economy of rest, long rest, and short rest. Because, like I said, when adventures are full strength every time they come up with against anything, then there's a there's a what is it it's not as uh they're not they don't get worried right because right. like, ah, yeah sure but when they're like at half hit points and they've already taken a short rest and they're still at half hit points and they haven't regained their spells all their spells right they still have spells but they missing. don't have very many spells oh they have or let's say they just have half their spells i've used available. all my third level spells <laughs> exactly and so when you when they encounter something then they're a little bit more fearful. They're a little bit more, uh, what is it? They get more craftier because they got to think, well, I don't want to fight everything because we're not going to make it. And so they start becoming better at solving problems instead of every problem is a nail and you're the hammer hammering that thing. So I think that's, uh, for me, I didn't realize that's the way 5th edition was supposed to be played. And I grew to become a 5th edition D, uh, GM that way, mainly because I was like, okay, th- this is not working, right? They're always killing everything that comes they come across. But if they're, like, tired or if they don't get rest, hence when they're in the wild, 
they would do the I would roll to see if there was a I would say I forget what the percentage was and I know it would always change depending on the environment really but I would I would roll and sometimes I would let them roll right I go you yeah. roll because you don't trust me and I didn't and I stopped rolling behind the screen that was another thing I stopped doing because I used to do that before fifth edition and now I just let everything's up uh, open in the ta- on out on, in the open so so that's what happened to me is I, I changed the way I GM'd and changed the way my my adventures were set even the ones i made up so what are some other games that have different kind of well rest mechanic <laughs> not or don't have a rest mechanic well what's what's interesting is is that the 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 gm's guide of D fifth edition has different rules for rests and long rests there's a grittier version uh, uh, rules and it basically gets real short rests and long rests are like a week yeah right and to me that changes the way the game you have to change the way the game is run or else you're just gonna your players are gonna die because if you keep running this idea that and i there's no way i ran six encounters Per day. Oh, never, never. never That's never. crazy. That's crazy amount, right? And I don't know what they mean by. I mean, that'd be a really bad day. Okay. I mean, and and for me, for that, for me, what they mean by encounters means combat encounters because it's a combat game. But maybe they don't mean everything's a combat. Not not everything's a nail and they're a hammer. Maybe they come across a merchant and that's they may call that an encounter. I don't know. But to me, that's what I would call it. Anything, anything that the that the players face and they have to deal with to me is an encounter and they could, it may not even give them experience, but they'll get knowledge. They'll get point them in the right direction. Oh, this or information is more important, right? Oh, this is happening over here. This town was raided by goblins and pick and choose where you want to go and see what problems you want to solve. And that's how I would give players choices by usually having them talk to people and have uh, what is it uh, uh, conversations with NPCs would that be an encounter I don't know I think it might be I always considered everything that they came across an encounter I think that's the way that the that fifth edition does too or because they have that remember you get experience points for for seeing and talking to things or interacting with like yeah well you get experience points for not taking out an adversary, but if there's an adversary going around it or not dealing with it or tricking it or whatever, you get experience points for overcoming it, yeah. no matter what it is or how you do it. But talking to a trader or a merchant is not no. that sense. You're not going to get experience for that. You'll get knowledge and stuff like that, in-game stuff. But, but I'm saying sometimes the encounter doesn't have to end in battle. Right. That's that's exactly what because it'll be harder to get information if you kill all the NPCs. <laughs> yes. So for my play style, I would like to like get rid of long and short rest, even though that would have to change the way the game is run. Right? There would be less encounters. There probably be bigger fights all the time instead of these like building building fights. It would be like like I, like when I ran the AD and D would encounters would happen. Not every day, and certainly not multiple times a day, unless you guys are going to like a war torn a- area, yeah, something like that. Then you have to decide, really have to decide what you're going to do, and be careful, right? 
stay at forts and stuff like that. And no matter where, you wouldn't stay outside in the in the wilderness as much, I guess. I don't like the idea of short rest and and stuff like that because it just seems to me like like you're just these super powered characters. Well, it is a fantastical game. Right? Well, that's true, and I, we've talked about how how D and D fifth edition D and D characters are much more powerful than at first even the low levels than their counterparts in third edition or especially AD and D. I mean, AD and D, you made a character you'd hope he'd live. Right, you really hope. You hope I don't get freaking hammered by a orc, because we don't have enough gold to raise you, soul or Geppetto, whatever your name was, your character's name was. So, I think people were very cautious back then and didn't want to get into fights unless you could definitely knew that there was a good chance that you might win. You wouldn't go into a fight thinking, "Eh, there's a chance we might not." Oh, I could always make my death saves and then I take a short rest and blah, blah, blah. Run away, you could take a short rest. None of that. No, once you're injured, you're like, oh, it's going to be five days before I give those five hit points back. That's a long ways to run. That's not resting. So I kind of hearken to those days, kind of, but somehow I became a fifth edition uh, uh, GM that. I think you're more of a hybrid GM. I guess so. Because even with your fifth edition tendencies now, that's only in that game because you still go back to well I don't I think you're going to need more than that time amount of time to to rest up to get ready for this. Yeah, so you still do that kind of Sometimes thing. when you guys really get hammered I'm like yeah you, no it's not going to heal or whatever and 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 that's totally not in the rules, right? But it is common sense. Or that's where I lie, right? Is the whole idea of common sense is the idea that it makes more sense to me that if you're really badly injured, that it'll take a while for you to get better, and and one day is not going to cut it, right? I mean, if you if you're down a hundred points and you just sleep for the night, boom, you're, you're that's amazing. That's like I know, and then it, it makes the cleric less important as a healer than it used to be, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think, I forget, somebody was talking about the cleric and, like, a big spell will heal, like, 70 points. Yeah. And all, all it has to do, all a character who has 130 points, like, let's say, Augustine, if he got injured that badly, you just wait a day. Okay, don't worry about it. We'll just rest one night. Long rest. I'll be fine hours. tomorrow. I'll be fine in eight hours. Okay. <laughs> and it just, that to me kind of, like, breaks things for me for at least far as short and long rest. So you asked about other games, and you're right. When I look at other games, the game that I mimics the way I used to run is the One Ring, right? The One Ring, you get hurt, it takes a while for you to get better. You don't want to get into fights because fights are deadly, just like they were in AD&D. You're in a wild. You're out in dangerous areas, and bad things are out there, and... You have to set a watch, and you have to rest, and you have to make sure that nothing's going to sneak up on you. And uh, fights can be very deadly, and I just like that gameplay a little bit better because it reminds me of AD&D better. The way I used to play D&D and uh, the way I used to run D&D. For that game, they also have built into it the winter time, right? Where right. you are literally resting and they have a fellowship is that when you do that's the fellowship yeah so that's 
I forget which one's which. It, there's different phases. Well, there's the it. adventuring phase, and mm-hmm. then there's the fellowship phase. You're right. And you're literally resting for that amount of time. And yes, because it brings back your hope and all of that. Right, and that's the whole point of that is that when you, because you're out in the wilderness and in the north, you can't really do much during the winter, right? So there's they call it the winter phase, the fellowship phase, and that's when you basically. Not only do you heal your body, but you, in 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 the One Ring, you're healing your like your soul, right? Because there's a hope statistic uh, stat, and you use it to do extraordinary things. But also, there's a shadow stat, and if your hope ever goes below your shadow, you're in trouble, right? You, mm-hmm. When it starts getting close, you can start getting really in trouble. <clears throat> so what the the fellowship phase does is help you regain hope and basically it's it's really tied into the the world of token where you're fighting against evil and you're losing faith kind of and that's what hope is you lose faith well you lose hope and once once you lose hope the game's over for your character's gone because he becomes mad or he falls into despair, right? And, you know, it's very, uh, what is it? It goes with the game very well. Yes. And then the and the way you regain uh, the damage is, you know, you have to rest. And rest means, you know, like, you can't just, like, you got to be, like, convalescing it's not right. like you're not gonna be, you know, be out there riding a horse and stuff like that you really have to like take it easy and you have to have somebody with the heel uh, uh skill watching you and stuff like that and there's there's no hit points really but most most of it is hope and shadow is hope and shadow is that. a real big thing but like your physical stuff it's fatigue right you, right you get fatigued and you regain that one pretty quickly, but but you also can get damaged, and that takes longer time to heal. Pendragon also has a, a winter phase where you're literally resting, right? And that's mainly for, like, the idea that that's when the characters are, like, doing stuff outside their personal, like, uh, what is it, their... They're out there adventuring, not adventuring, but they're out there jousting, adventuring or whatever. And in, in the winter phase, they, they have to take care of business, whether they have a manor, whether they have a, a lord that wants them to come back home and deal with stuff at the manor. And sometimes, you know, repair the place. So there's that winter era or a uh, time period where they have to, like, basically not adventure. And it's not about adventuring. It's about taking care of family business you know, if you are part of a large family or if you're a part of a, a liege to somebody right you if you have a lord then you know they usually want you to do stuff for them not just gallivant around and a lot of that has to do with the fact that tournaments are only held during the the warmer months course, right yeah yeah nobody wants to travel in the winter and it and you know like uh what is it uh, nobody wants to fight a a war in the winter because it sucks right right I agree. Not only that, but if you get hurt in that game, it takes you a longer time. I mean, it's more realistic. Right. And I think for me, that's that's a big problem with a lot of games is a rules. I should say not just games. Any kind of rule is that if it doesn't make sense to me, I really have a problem. You adjust it. Implement and make it, it. You make it homebrewed instead, right? 
Well, I think so. I think everybody homebrew stuff, and I think long and short rest. I don't know if people homebrew that one because it's so integral part of the AD and D. I mean, of this edition. I haven't. Really... I think they do because all the people that I read about that I read, they were disgruntled with it. Well, and then I guess I hate to say it, I haven't been keeping up with fifth edition because I haven't really been playing that much fifth edition. But they they've come out with they're coming out with a new book or or something the... that kind of get deals away deal. Gets rid of the short rest. That's from what I heard. I don't know, but uh, obviously, I think a lot of people are thinking that sixth edition slash one D and D is changing the way that one That's way rest said, and yeah. short rest uh, happen. But to me, I think it just it has to do with is it does it make sense to me that you can recover within eight hours? Eight hours, everything that's wrong with you. I think that the other game that you should talk about that mechanic would be like shadow run right when you get all your boxes are ticked off you're out of it oh you talk, yeah your damage you're stunned and then there's a physical right <clears throat> right yeah I think and either way your stun is you're, you're knocked out no mm -hmm. yeah you're, you're knocked out and the other one you're dead yeah it's kind of hard to recover from that one <laughs> and it's interesting rules on how uh depending on the on how you get hit or how much you get hit most damage reverts to stun uh, hopefully for your character so you only get knocked out and not killed but the, even then if you receive so much stun it counts as a physical damage right right and then you get healed i mean there might be a magic user that might have some kind of healing but mostly you have to have a med kit and a doctor right you need to go to a hospital yes. you need to pay for somebody to come and fix you up and you have to convalesce if it's really bad right right i think because it's trying to be more realistic, right? That's why the rules are that way, right? That's why it takes a little bit more time to heal. So when you play other games besides um, D and D Fifth Edition, right. or you you see that there are other ways besides long and short rests that, yes. and I can, I a lot of people were saying that it's broken, and I can kind of, I can see what they mean, but also the rules are there you can adjust them and you said they have they they give you an option to have harsher long right. rest and short rest right well w one example is that if you the one ring the people who make the one ring both both sets though on both sets both producers of both cubicle seven and now free league they have a one ring and then they have a fifth edition version of their rules and a fifth edition version of from cubicle seven and free league for the fifth edition rules for adventures in middle earth they change quite a bit of rules right they get rid they have journeying mm -hmm. rules which is important in that game they it's much greater you do not recover hit points as quickly as you normally would in fifth edition dnd they change a lot of the rules of course there's there's no they change to get rid of character classes to the most point for the most point they they don't have the paladins rangers they have the same kind of classes that they have in the one ring yeah they adjust it to their game right and it, and it's changed enough that I actually I owned a, a Cubicle Sevens, the GM's guide and the player's guide, but I haven't really looked at them because nobody's really been interested in that. I just bought them because they were cheap, and I go in if my family ever wants to play in Middle Earth, they would probably want to play in the Fifth Edition rules instead of the One Ring rules. In them, they're 
they totally changed the way hit points work or how you recover hit points, and they changed quite a bit. So it's very a very uh, one ringish version of a fifth edition game, which I I think I'd probably enjoy more that style than the than a regular fifth edition game. And there's a lot of a lot of people coming out with like uh, settings. There's a lot of settings coming out for fifth edition. Uh, still, even though the they're moving on Wizards to of, it, now. yeah, Wizards Coast is talking about moving on or still play testing and still tweaking stuff, and they have to change the way the the certain rules are, are done. Uh, there's a horror, a couple horror settings. There's, there's fantastic horror setting. There's and if you include the OSR, low fantasy gaming changes the way you recover hit points. You don't have these long and short rest. They you recover hit points a lot slower. So, you know, that might be one of the the avenues for somebody like me who who can't quite get... I mean, I got 5th edition and I was able to run it and it seemed like the players were having a lot of fun. But for me, I always found it difficult to to wrap my head around that long and short rest thing because it was so... To me, it seemed like... It was too powerful. Right. Right, exactly. That's why you don't like it. Right, Exactly. And I don't mind the long rest, but I think the long rest, like eight hours, should be more like a short rest. Right. And not even as powerful as a short rest, right? Like, you know, take a breather, you recover a certain amount of, they call it hit dice. Like every character, I mean, that's in the short rest. Right. You can recover the number one of hit dice, dice yeah. uh, depending on, uh, and your hit dice is uh, is you get to roll those dice uh that your character class has, like if I think a like a, a warrior is a D ten, so you have so many hit dice depending on your level. Let's say I think it is like one per level or something like that. Some might get more, like the more the warrior classes, but you get those dice, you roll that number of dice however you want up to your level, and that's how many hit points you recover. Right. So you can get really lucky, you can get really I get to add one of your modifiers to constitution. Constitution or yes. something. Yeah. yeah. So there's all kinds of things about short rest. I didn't get into some of the stuff that I was talking about in my notebook, but we're hitting over 30 minutes. I think it's an interesting thing about long and short rest. He froze. <laughs> I froze only because I, I wasn't sure what I want to say about about long and short rest. I don't really like them, and I think it changes the game. It changes the game from the way I used to run it where you would always have to like you always got to keep the players on their toes and to me i was always a gm when i ran before that there were more meandering care a band of, of, of characters who went from here to there and sometimes they went weeks with you know just with no encounters of bad no guys. encounters they're like they're on the road you know, and they come across dumb things like a wolf or something and they might scare it off or they might throw food at it. I mean, just weird things like that. But serious encounters, like you got to deal with this before you can move on. It wasn't really that, was it my world wasn't really that crowded with stuff. So basically you're not th a, a fan of the long and short rests. No, and but I understand that that's the way the, the gameplay they want for fifth edition went. So Which to me, go. when you when you when before we leave, when you mentioned uh, computer games, I think that was a big influencer on the rules, I like which I so. never, which I never thought of. That 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 you know, considering the AD and D in third edition, and then the jump to fourth edition, which was totally like they're trying to mimic computer games, to fifth edition, which is a kind of a step back from like that 
cliff of computer gameplay style. They go, well, a lot of people really didn't like that. So we're going to go back. But we like certain aspects. Yeah. We like the idea of roping those people in. Yeah. And so I think that's that's where 5th edition is. So if you like it, use it. If you need to modify it, feel free, right? And there's modifiers. Mo- they to even modify give it. you ways to do it in the rules. In the yeah, game, game. And you can always adjust it yourself the way that you or your party want to. The Dungeon Masters got yeah. these rules. Or make up your own. And yeah. I'm sure you can look up all kinds of different. Obviously, a lot of people have issues with it, or they like it, or they don't like it. Yeah, there's and it, it's, <laughs> Some people think it's too complicated, so this one guy came up with his own way, and I'm like, which sounded more complicated. Which sounded to me extremely anyway. more complicated. I'm going, okay, I, I, I broke. You know, you start talking about, well, you could do this, this, and this, and then uh, I'm like, okay, you just went, you went. Because it's a me. much easier system. I'm, I'm just adjusting in a, into a homebrew style, and I'm not going. Okay, dude. I, don't, I don't like your system either. So anyway. So that's just some ideas on long and short rests. Yes. So there you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day.